You can save up to 80% of your hosting costs by switching to Flight Control. Flight Control is a new deployment platform by the creator of Blitz.js that solves the age-old Heroku versus AWS trade-off by bringing the Heroku-style developer experience natively to AWS. The beauty of Flight Control is that it doesn't require any AWS skills, but since it deploys to your AWS account, you have the ability to inspect and tweak anything should the need arise. Flight Control works with any language or framework. It supports servers, static sites, and databases. Sign up at flightcontrol.dev and use the code SOFTWARESOCIAL to get 20% off your first three months. Hey, Colleen. Hey, Michelle. Good to hear your voice. Yours too. I am so excited to hear about what's going on with your projects today. Whew, so much. And it has been quite a while since we have talked. So I feel like there is so much going on in my business life right now. But first, I feel like I have one thing I need to uh, say. So thank you so much to everybody who gave us feedback on our business of the podcast episode. Um, I mean, we've been doing a lot of thinking and talking about that. We actually like you know what's funny? We talked last week and didn't record it. It's possible. <laughs> it's true. We did that. <laughs> Started that to feel like we weren't allowed to talk without recording it. And so what we decided to do for now, you know, always a work in progress, selling individual ads for $250 each. There's now a form for it. You can just buy them on Stripe to make it more accessible for people to do it so you don't have to buy a month or two months at a time. And then also doing sponsored episodes for... Basically, when people pitch us guests, and then if it's somebody we're interested in having, we'll tell them about that. We'll still do invited guests occasionally, but basically just what like it was before, like when one of us is traveling or something. But on that episode, so we talked a little bit about how seeing the success the No More Mondays guys were having with selling ads kind of inspired this and made us think that we were undervaluing the podcast. And it turns out I got a little bit of that story wrong. So it turns out they didn't actually sell any for, I believe it was 600 pounds. That was just the highest price. They, they, they did like a like an auction style thing where they kept raising the price until people stopped buying them. And apparently that's the point where people stopped buying them. So nobody actually bought them for $600, but they were selling them for that price, if that makes sense. And so that error is on me for not getting all of those details up front. And I feel bad about messing that up. Yeah. So that's where we're at on all of that stuff. But I feel like it's been forever since we have heard about Colleen's projects. It has been a while since we've talked about it. Okay, let's see where to start. So since we've last spoken, things have really picked up for Hammerstone. So for new listeners or for people who have forgotten because it's been a few months since I've talked about my side projects, I have two. I have Simple File Upload, which is a file uploader. And with two other co-founders, I have a company called Hammerstone. And we are building development tools for developers. And so things are really picking up with Hammerstone, which has been really exciting. Aaron, one of my co-founders, who's the Laravel guy, gave a talk at Laracon and it went really, really well. People it was are, so good. Like, right? Everyone is like so excited about his Laracon talk. We were watching it while we were making dinner. So like a whole family was watching it. We had it up on the iPad. And Sophie was like, this guy's really good. Yeah, it went really well. And 
I also have a podcast with them about that business. And on it, I asked Aaron how long he spent on that talk and he estimated like 80 hours. So wow. yeah, I believe that is correct. Now I want to go back and check, but it was some absurd amount of time, which just shows the amount of work that goes into giving such an amazing presentation as he did. And that's, that was really exciting. So we have a list of hundreds of people that are interested and we are working on finishing up the front end for the Laravel component. So what this is, is our first component is a query builder. So it's a drop-in component where you can configure the back end to show your users whatever you want to allow them to query on. And it builds up the SQL. It allows you to you know, plug and play different portions of the query. It's really powerful and it's really mature because Aaron has been using a version of this in production for years. So we have a really long list of people interested, but we are launching this product. As I said, it's going to be very mature. Like we're launching it with three different front ends. So there's no MVP version of this product. There is like fully functional, everything is taken care of version of this product, which is different than what most people do. And so that has been interesting because there's a lot that we're still trying to finish before we can launch. And that's on the Laravel side. So I'm a Rails developer. So on the Rails side, I have been working. I work for a client on this project, but we're keeping the IP. So it's just been like crazy busy recently. But I have been deliberately trying to do a little more marketing. I shouldn't even say marketing because I'm not doing marketing, but like deliberately trying to get the word out there about this product. So I'm speaking at Sin City Ruby next week. I'll be in Vegas speaking at a conference there. And so my talk is going to be about ARL, which is what our, it's like this private API in Rails, but it's what our query builder is based on. So stuff like that I'm trying to do to kind of like mentally shift people to start thinking about like, what could this product be? Like, what's it going to be like? And that kind of stuff. That's pretty exciting. It is. It's, I think, something we've talked about before. It's going to be interesting to try to sell this product because the Rails ecosystem is just more mature than not, I don't know if that's fair, but like, like I joked with Aaron, but it wasn't a joke. If you go on the Laracon website, everyone, just for funsies, go on the Laracon website, then go on the Rails comp website. And like the differences in those websites, Laracon is like cool and hip and they have animations and graphics. Rails comp looks like, you know, someone didn't really, they, they took a WordPress theme and they just like threw some stuff into it. Not because, Ouch. It, I know it's so bad. Bring in the heat today. I was, I was nervous. I was like, where is she going with this? And is it going to be a Laravel insult? Because if so, girl, I love you, but we're not doing that. So I just think that Rails, I love it. I love everything about it, but we don't have that like cool hip vibe anymore, right? Says Rails has been around for quite you a while. got the like drama vibe. I'm sorry. Oh gosh. Do we have the drama vibe ever right now, Michelle? Jeez. So I think it'll be interesting. Like it just, from our interactions with developers, it seems like the Laravel developers are all like really excited. They're like Rails 10 years ago. And the Rails developers are te- tend to work on more mature products. They have just like bigger teams. And this is not true across the board, but it will just be interesting. I feel like the sales cycle is going to be a little bit longer. It's going to be a longer sales cycle. Truly communicating to people what this thing does and how powerful it is, is going to really be a challenge and a really important one. So that's something I've started to think about. It's really interesting because from the interview you did with Nate a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about sort of like this almost like history of Rails and how it has 
evolved into being a more, I don't know what I'm looking for here is, but like, you know, a, a word that like people use at scale, right? And that now it's that like Rails is the language of sort of like stodgy or older products and websites and like the Laravel ones are the cool ones and it's like but like wait PHP is the cool kid on this block like that's just really interesting just looking at like the perspective of that dynamic I think if you told someone that 10 years ago they would be very surprised. I totally agree. And it's interesting too because PHP is way worse than Ruby. Like Ruby hey, is hey, such- hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this is not this is not a debate we're having on this podcast. Look, we are whatever you want to oh. use is fine, but thou shall not insult Laravel on this podcast or PHP. It is really interesting how and, and I feel like I've been talking about this a lot recently with the drama with DHH. A lot of people have been coming to me and talking to me about like what's the future of rails and aaron said something once he said do you know any rails developers under 35 and i was like (gasps) ow (laughs) wow Uh, but but i don't like i don't do you know any rails developers under 30 please send me a twitter message if you're a rails developer (laughs) under 30 okay i can't i can't think of anyone either not that age matters i don't like to use the term young but it's like what are the people who are coming up what are they learning what are they using what are they i mean it's also like something javascript too quite frankly well that's what i so i don't do these mentorship calls anymore but i used to do a lot of mentorship calls and i still believe like if you want to get a job quickly like javascript is your path these days yeah i would i would say i've seen that too yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. Before we got into like the language, we're so off topic. <laughs> we're so off topic. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back up. About <laughs> wait, we were talking about Hammerstone and the three different front ends it has. And oh, you were talking about how you were doing marketing, but you didn't want to call it marketing, but you were doing marketing. Right. So here's okay. something that has been an interesting challenge for me. I have two projects and. I love them both, but for a long time, but it's hard, like a public persona, it's hard to be both. So people think of me as like Colleen of Simple File Upload, which is how I want them to think of me. But I would also like to think of me as like Colleen of Hammerstone. And I don't know how to be both of those things. So just as as a little like side experiment, just last month, I did all Hammerstone stuff. I only tweeted about Hammerstone. I wrote this talk, which is super Hammerstone specific. I submitted talks to RailsConf that are all super Hammerstone specific. So I went like all in Hammerstone this last month to just see what that felt like. And I think that was good, but I want to be able to do both. And I don't know if I'm a little worried. I'm I'm worried that splitting my focus is going to cause nothing. (laughs) Nothing will be successful if I don't go all in on something. But then I know people who have lots of side projects that are successful too. So maybe I'm overthinking it, but I've been kind of like like trying to be very deliberate in like tweeting. I haven't tweeted a lot, but like very deliberate in my public persona. So I've been tweeting about it. I've been having calls with Rails developers to, you know, customer interviews, essentially, to find out where they stand, like, what their pain points are, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, it basically sounds like Hammerstone is now your full-time job, and you have Simple File Upload as your side project. And the difference there is that usually when people have a full-time job and a side project, it's usually like you're an employee of something, like not something that they're a founder of. And like, oftentimes, I feel like 
side projects like emotionally come out of a place of like feeling under challenged in your day job but still liking your day job but like wanting to have a place to explore and like a playground and learn things and like I don't see that as you know I I see that as a coherent identity I think for you the difference is that you're excited really excited about both of those things and it's like where do you split your enthusiasm but also like both of them are so early stage that for you to, to try to decide, okay, which one of these is the thing I want to be doing two years from now or five years from now, which, you know, most people who have a side project and work full time, that's a pretty common thing is like, okay, like, do I want to go full time on my side project? How do I go full time on it sooner? Or like, no, do I really just, you know, be patient and, you know, this, the, the full-time job and the health insurance, like I need that. And this is just my playpen on the side. But like, you're really excited about both of them and you're also the like leader of both of them and like I could see how that creates this you feel like you're supposed to have conflict between them and I think you are not Colleen of Simple File Upload or Colleen of Hammerstone you are Colleen of Hammerstone and Simple File Upload right we're talking about you as if you're some like british uh peer or something that is like colleen of sussex and wimsbury or what well, i'm sorry to the british listeners that's wimsbury is probably not a real place but you know it's like <laughs> you are of both places strongly and proudly yeah and i really want to do both so a couple of things i learned on that month i spent this was last month what this february-ish i spent just doing hammerstone one really cool thing. I mean, I did customer support for Simple File Upload, but I don't get a lot of requests because the product is so awesome, by the way, if anyone needs File Uploader. (laughs) (laughs) The cool thing about SaaS is you can not work on it for a month and it still works. That's fun. You can't like not work on it for like six months and then it's still. No, no, but I'm just saying there's a limit to, yeah. Here's what I noticed about this. So this was like an experiment. And the reason I did this experiment was because I felt like my... My heart wasn't super into the Hammerstone product and I couldn't quite figure out why. And I think the reason my heart wasn't really into it was because I hadn't really fully immersed myself in it. And so that month I spent, last month I spent just like fully immersed in it. My whole self is now in, oh my gosh, I sound so cheesy, but like my whole self is like now in Hammerstone. Like I am all in, I am super pumped. And I think I wasn't before because we were, I was such in that grind stage because it's a ton of work. And when I wasn't talking to people like developers who might buy it, I couldn't see the end goal. And so spending a month doing the grind work still, but also talking to people and interacting with people really got me excited about it. But what I noticed about this is I missed working on Simple File Upload. I love working on Simple File Upload. Love it. It's got a tight feedback loop. I am an expert in that. Like I'm really not yet. I'm not a SQL expert yet. Okay. Hammerstone is a SQL. We write SQL for you is basically what it does. Whereas file uploading, like I'm a freaking expert at that. So I can move really, really quickly. I can get into a flow state on that project really, really quickly. So I love working on it, but it was nice to know that like if I spent a month not improving the product and just letting it ride, answering emails, everything is still good. So a couple months ago, we had talked about like your work-life balance, work, work-life work balance, however we want to call this, oh. right? And like you were saying that you were ready to like push again, like for a long time, like you had not like – or. I don't know. For a long time, you had really healthy boundaries and you were ready to not have healthy boundaries again. (laughs) 
<laughs> so right? True. But like you, you know, you didn't work at night. You didn't work on weekends. I've always respected how like healthy your work boundaries are and, and how you prioritize your personal health and your family life above work, which I think is really commendable and something I don't do or used to not do and now I'm trying to do it better whatever okay whole nother topic but hours like and hours <laughs> which is actually better by the way people have asked me about the burnout stuff I'm actually doing better we'll do an episode on it I just good we haven't been talking so much like, I know. we've had so many guests on that I like haven't talked to you okay so you were saying you were ready to push again yeah and I'm wondering it can be really valuable to have that time during the day when you've said okay like my daytime is devoted to Hammerstone and I don't have anything to do right now let me go like figure out some marketing thing. Let me go interview somebody. Like having that space where you don't necessarily have a task in front of you and instead of switching over to simple file upload because you're like, oh, I could just do this thing and like it's really easy. Instead, finding something else to work on Hammerstone. Like I wonder if you're at a point now where you could do Hammerstone, you know, six, eight hours a day and then simple file upload is just an evening project i think it depends on what i want i feel like simple file upload has so much potential and so for me i'm not ready to do that yet but i think what you say is very valid in that when your focus is aligned you know six to eight hours a day with one task one project that's good because it helps move it forward but i i'm not ready to reg relegate simple file upload to like just two hours a night three times a week there's still so many things I want to do on it and I just feel like it has so much potential so what I'm trying to do the way it's worked with Hammerstone is because we're doing client work so basically like I have my client which is my full-time job then I have but it's also kind of Hammerstone-y stuff. And then I have Simple File Upload. So with Hammerstone, I remember you saying you guys are funded for, is it a year by this client? August. Until yeah. August. Yes. So you kind of have a, I think there's the existential question of like what you want to work on in the future and what's important to you and all of that. But there's also this sort of like, very real financial deadline coming up of like what happens in August when this client project for Hammerstone ends, what are you going to do? Like there's also like a pressure to like start selling this thing too. Yes. And I think, you know, it's tricky. I mean, it's tricky because yes. So I, I, we have until August and what I want to do, let's say I was independently wealthy. I'm not, but if I was, what I'd want to do was in August, just work on Hammerstone and simple file upload and not do any client work. Cause the client work, it's building the Hammerstone component, but it's also like tightly integrating with the client. It's consulting. So a lot of the work I do for them or a decent amount isn't Hammerstone specific. It's client specific. So what I'd like to do is have just be able to do my own side projects. Can I afford to do that? That's the problem. We don't know because we're not selling that many licenses yet because we aren't done with all of our front ends. So that's the conflict, I think. And then, you know, I have three co-founders and we're all very close and we have a good relationship, but they both have full-time jobs, both of my co-founders. And so they're... I mean, and when I've talked to them about this, so this isn't the first time anyone's hearing this, but it's important for the three of us to be on the same page in terms of like the speed at which we want to move. And I guess you are uniquely exposed if you are yeah. the only one who is <laughs> sure am. working on this full time. But like if I was in this situation, first of all, I would be freaking out. Second of all, like... <laughs> 
Thanks, babe. Just, <laughs> you're you calmer too. than I am. You are. I like, you are so much calmer you. than I am. Dude, Drift. I went to Ikea today and I tried to pick out three cabinets for our new shed quarters and I was like completely overwhelmed. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I just like, okay, we're in March right now, the middle mm-hmm. of March. Yeah. The funding for Hammerstone for you for this client runs out. Is it? August 1st or August mid-August it's I don't remember what it is it's 15th okay let's go August 15th. so and we are in the middle of March so then you basically have five months left yeah to get this thing to a point where to prevent you from having to go back to other client work or whatever that may be to get this to the point where it could sustain you working on it full-time that's not a lot of time to get to that point. And so if this was me, I would be putting all of my eggs in that basket right now and just saying like, you know what? Simple file upload is awesome. $1,000 a month coming in that you can basically rely on at this point. Like the people who are using it are happy with it. That's personally what I would do because I feel like the goal here is not like figure out which product you want to do. The decision here is not which product do you work on or which one is your heart the most in. The goal here is really not have to go back to more client work or get another full-time job, I feel like. I agree with that. That is interesting. And I, I hear what you're saying. I do. Ooh, I mean, but... Interesting. <laughs> it's not like you're, you're very surprised by that. I am surprised. I think I'm surprised for two reasons. One, so Simplify Upload, like, already makes money. So what if I put two days, I don't have two days a week. Well, how much does it make? 14, right now it's at 1400. So I guess Heroku takes some, so I don't know, $1,200 a month. That's pretty stable from- Yeah, from last time we talked. It's not growing. From even, but like six months ago. That's pretty like, like so it's nothing to sneeze at, but it's also, it's not- appreciably growing it's not on the trajectory meanwhile i know you guys have started selling some licenses for hammerstone you've got a little bit of stranger money going on right like yes we've sold a few licenses so and people are super pumped about it it has wind in its sails it does it really does the problem is our 300-ish people who have signed up have not signed up for the rails product most of them have signed up for the laravel product and that is not something i can move forward And so we as a team, Aaron, Sean, and I are doing everything we can to move that forward, but they are constrained by their full-time jobs. So we're going to hire someone to help us, but now we have to onboard, you know, a new guy. So he's going to take a month or whatever. I guess what I'm saying is I feel like that side of it is kind of out of my hands. I don't know if I can actually help a lot since it's not, I don't know. But you can do more than just coding rails. Talk to me. Yeah. Theoretically, right? Just, like yes. you, <laughs> hopefully, like, like you were just saying. Well, I was doing some marketing, but it wasn't actually marketing. And I was like, "Where is this? Where like this is interesting? Where is this going?" And like, even if you aren't a Laravel developer, like, there's no reason why you can't be talking this up to people. Yes, you could be doing stuff like, I mean, just taking like a, an example. You could be going on podcasts talking about Hammerstone. And what it does, like, I feel like I know all of you guys and I still feel like I don't even know what it does. Something about SQL and queries and like extremely <laughs> unclear. And I talk to you guys all the, all time, the time and like have known about this from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, you could be out promoting it or figuring out like all the stuff you've learned about marketing and documentation and 
the power of like, you know, like developer, like videos and stuff on YouTube, like demos of stuff. You could be doing marketing work to sell it and like dealing with figuring out payment flows and like you said there's licenses. I'm sure you've got a contract. What does that look like? Like all of the like biz ops type stuff plus the marketing side. There is so much you can do to sell this thing that people already have shown that they want to buy even though it barely exists. True. Yeah, no, you're right. Now that you say that, I mean, there's tons of things I can think of that I could do to get us, yeah, yeah, to get us businessy stuff. There's business-y a lot of business, stuff, business right? There's like, a the, lot of businessy the stuff. The lot of Cody stuff, you know, yeah. is basically, it sounds like it's you're basically done. Like there's some more front end stuff that needs to be done and you'll have some work to do related to wiring that up or, or whatnot. But like the businessy stuff, the sale, like the, I said the sailing stuff, the selling <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about you have wind in the sails, right? There is a lot of that to be done and you have five months. Uh, like just speaking as me, as somebody who does really well with like drop dead deadlines like that, that is where I would be spending my energy. Now, it may not be your favorite place to spend energy and you love going all in on, you know, file uploading and getting in the zone on that. But like Girl, if you want to be a founder, you've got to learn the biz op stuff. You've got to learn marketing. You've got to do sales. You've got to do all of that. If you want to be, you are a founder. So those are your responsibilities now. It is your job to figure out what needs to be done and figure out how to do it, even if it's not your favorite thing in the world. Sorry, that was like some that. tough love there. No, no. I Okay, first of all, I love tough love. This is my favorite kind of, yes, feedback is to be like, okay, Colleen, get up. And just stop whining and do the work. Well, you're not whining. It's just you're limiting yourself, right? You're looking at this project and you're like, okay, well, I can't write Laravel code for this. So I guess I I can't can't do anything. And it's like, no, you are a founder of this company. And the responsibilities of a founder is to figure out what needs to be done in order to move this business forward. I spend such a small percentage of my time doing my core competence. Like I spend on an entire year, I probably spend less than 15% of my time doing like product development work. That is my functional expertise. I spend so much more time like dealing with accountants and contracts and like, you know, content and all of this other stuff that is not my functional expertise and learning new things that I didn't know how to do that, you know, and if they're not the most exciting thing or I don't know how to do it, like figuring out who I need to like what kind of freelancer or whatever I need to like hire to get that done. Right. But like as a founder, who's going to give you a list of of what to do and they're not going to tailor that list for what you're good at. It's up for you to figure it out. And but the key to that is believing that you are capable of figuring out whatever that is, that you are capable of figuring out what needs to be figured out. Yeah. And that's great. That's great feedback. I mean, that absolutely is great. And it's almost like I have been okay. I haven't been sitting around. I've been working my butt off. But I I know you have. Yes. But but this just occurred to me as you are speaking this. So we have this awesome team of people who are really really good at what they do, and like Sean is really really good at marketing. So he was going to do that, but he's swamped because he has all this development work and he has a full time job. And I could be doing that. I mean, what what you are saying, what I am thinking as you're saying this, I'm almost using this as a as an excuse to not do that because I'm like, well, he'll be better at it when he has time for it. But he doesn't have time for it. And so Sean I can teach be- you how to do it. I know, right. Sean exactly. came on this very podcast and taught me how to market a book. Like, right. I did that's, not have Sean market the book for me. I had Sean tell me how to market the book and then I did it. Right. There's no reason if I can't contribute, obviously I'm building the Rails side up, but if I can't contribute to the Laravel development work that is 
what is the reason we haven't shipped yet, or I guess it's view development work, whatever. There's a lot to your point. Like this is a business. I need to do businessy things. And if I don't know how to do them, I'll learn. I've just kind of been waiting for someone else to do them, I think, which just occurred to me. So that's silly. So I should definitely do them. That's a good, that's great feedback. And I mean, the thing about the businessy stuff and like you're an engineer, right? You might be used to like getting a spec from somebody of like how something should work and like what you're supposed to do. And like, it's so different than being an employee. Nobody's going to hand you the list of of how things are going to work. But like you basically, your spec right now is Hammerstone needs to be able to support your salary in five months. Yes. Go, go. That's, that's the task. Like, and figure out however that needs to be done. This is so good, Michelle, because this is funny because I brought this up with the guys just last week because I the same thing we were talking about. I was like, I'm going to be done in August. Are we going to be able to pay me? And it was, we didn't think like this though. They, we were thinking, oh, well, the product's not done. So it's not about the product. It's, it's not about, about selling the product. The product. It's not about the product. <laughs> Jeez, so weird. Yes. I love this. This is so good. Okay. I like my spec, my spec. I have to be able to pay myself in five months. <laughs> it's a good spec. Go sell the thing. Stop coding the thing. Stop coding the thing. Go sell the thing. (laughs) I mean, so, I mean, my mode is for, you know, keep the lights on with Thimble File Upload, like keep it running, but focus that the time and energy and whatever you want to call that. I don't know. I don't know. Like you, you experience like you're sitting at your desk and you're like, okay, I actually don't really know what I have to work on right now. And you could go off and do something else. You could go off on another project, right? You could like, or, you know further time away, right? But like using that when you have that time to be like, okay, how can I use this time to promote Hammerstone? Whether that's writing content, writing documentation, figuring out biz ops, pitching yourself to be on a podcast, pitching yourself to be on a panel, doing something that gets you toward that MRR that helps you. I guess it's not really like an M it's not a subscription product, right? It's like a license, it right? Is, it's like but a it's a annual, annual okay. license. Okay. That ARR then that lets you work on this full time and not have to go back to client work. I'm going to write that on a sticky and put it on my computer. I just want you to know. <laughs> Maybe we should record this so then you can come back to it. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. <laughs> we should like do it every week and then you can like update us on your progress. Of what an idea. All, all of this <laughs> not coding you're doing. <laughs> what an idea. I feel like we got a plan. Yeah, I love it. Um, this is exciting. I'm, I'm excited. Next week or whenever. Actually, so we're not going to. It's not going to be the no, two I'm- of us because hypothetically i will see you soon you better you better (laughs) yeah in a couple weeks you will have an update for me keep a journal a log of all of the biz ops marketing stuff and then the thing is is like if you feel like you hit a snag on the the non-cody stuff we'll call it like talk to me i do all of this stuff i have an mba like i am here to help you, like guide you, like just, you know, point you in the right direction when you don't know where to go on something, right? We'll figure it out together. Okay. I love it. Cool. It's a plan. All right. I guess that's, I guess that's it for today. (laughs) The end. The end. (laughs) The end. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, 
Nate Ritter of Room Steals, Anna Mast of Subscribe Sense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, Mega Maker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Conbini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.